Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tandy. And I'm Erin. And this is the seventh, or your, it's a seventh heaven podcast. It's it's it's, it's a seventh heaven podcast. So, uh, in this episode of Camden Cast, which is a seventh heaven podcast, we will be discussing season two, episode 16 of Seventh Heaven, titled It Takes a Village. Or if you are in Germany, it is called Appointment with Consequences. Those Germans go straight to the point and always seem to have the better title. Because all of the Camdens are going to have... An appointment. With consequences. So our IMDb user synopsis of this episode is, The reverends get their spouses to handle the annual Two Families Day so they can go play pool. Two Families Day. In fact... Morgan arranges finally to meet his wife's ex, Kevin, who turns out to be a happily remarried Vietnam vet in a wheelchair. As Eric expected, all kids want to do things without any parents, so only the youngest are dragged to a cartoon movie by the moms. Simon is excited about his first making-out party, yet terrified when it's time to step into the closet and probably kiss. Scott is 14, but looks 18, and tutors Lucy maths just so he can successfully treat Mary to a date, only to be kept on a string. Matt is surprised that the jazz club John dragged him to is his mate's singer-career-bid launch pad, unamused to be asked as support against Morgan. Lucy has her own date, Rick, but chose the same cinema as Annie. So I'm thinking now... That this person who leaves these reviews is in the UK or, like, Australia because they always refer to maths in the plural. Maths, yeah. Maths. So. Well, uh, that's not singular. Also, that's not singular to the UK or Australia. Oh, like, the other countries do? I don't know. I'm I just doing, like, it's English singu- speaking. I, I think it's just not what we do in America or in the US, I guess. Yeah. But, like, Canada also calls it maths. I think oh, all really? the Commonwealth countries call it maths. Oh. Well. I don't know too much about those the people in Canada. Canadians. <laughs> um, so what's your Hello first? to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> I don't know much about you. You should contact us. Let tell us me, know. Camdencast at gmail.com. Tell <laughs> us about Canada, Canadians. Tell us about your maths. Um, so what was your first impression? Well, I just want to say that a bunch of that is all wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Lucy's date's name is not Rick. <laughs> um, Simon is not excited. Scott does look 18. That was one of the first yeah. things. Uh, um, there's, anyway, <laughs> the annual two-family day. I like that, though. They do. Like, this is something that we, I mean, unless last year it was, like, strung into the, um, well, last season it was strung into the um, Valentine's Day thing because that was supposed to be, like, I guess a two family day, but like all of a sudden, the apparently the rev like the the, the revs and their their families once a year uh, have a day where they spend the entire day together. But we haven't seen it before. Um, so anyway, yes, your first uh, impression. My first impression was uh, this point had this point. This episode had no point whatsoever. Um, all a bunch of things happened, but none of it. The nothing got resolved. Nothing. I don't. How many of these plot, like, and how many of the plot points do you think are going to be important in the future? Yeah, like, and also there was a bunch of, like, guest people besides, like, the uh, entire uh, Hamilton family that I doubt we'll ever see again, even though the ending makes it seem ambiguous as to whether we will see them again. Yes. Um, so I guess we better, I, like, this episode, We'll just do scene by scene for this episode. Yeah, because everything kind of is a big mess. And, like, at some point, all of the storylines uh, intersect. Pro- more than once, actually, yeah, most yeah. of them. 
So uh, we'll start with the cold open. Um, this cold open, Aaron pointed out, was very disjointed. But uh, what it attempts to do is introduce every single storyline. And every single person has a different storyline. Like, nobody... Well, every single child is paired off with another... With except the- for Mary. Um, all of the Camdens are paired off with Hamilton, and they're all going to do something, like, separate things together, except for Mary, who's got, like, her own thing. Um, so we start with... Uh- well, first we see um, the Rev telling Annie that none of the kids are going to want to go out with their parents, like, you know, we just need to end family day because Morgan and I want, like, a boys' night and we want to go play pool. So Annie is like, okay, but I think you're up to something. And then we see... Well, we have the Rev saying, such a suspicious mind for a pretty lady. (laughs) Yes. Which I don't know if that was supposed to be an impersonation of someone. I thought it might have been, like, a... Who's Who's the very Scottish James Bond... Sean Connery? Yes, I thought he was trying to do a Sean Connery impression, but that's well, not what it was. No. Um, and then we see, I think, more... Oh, no, he comes in late. So then we go to school, and we find out that apparently Keisha and Lucy are just, like, buds. Like, they are so tight. And that Keisha wants to see her boyfriend that her mother thinks that she, like, broke... Like, her mother wanted her to break up with this guy, and I guess she told her mother that she did. But, because of Keisha's low grades. Yes, so... Um, uh, this guy, the the boyfriend's name is Rick. Um, Keisha wants to basically use Lucy as a cover to go on a date with Rick. So uh, Keisha convinces Lucy to come to the movies with her. Uh, Lucy, also in this scene, um, has like a conversation with Scott. Yeah. Who's going to be coming over after school for a bit to tutor her in algebra. And he seems, I, I can't tell... Like, he seems very interested in Lucy in this. Right, yeah. Like, he like, was, like, insistent because Lucy's like, oh, I have a family thing. You know how that is. And he's like, I'll come over for an hour tonight. And he's, like, insistent on, like, tutoring her, like, unsolicited tutoring. He just decides that Lucy needs help in algebra. Um, yeah, and he says, like, because you want the rest of your weekend free, right, to do weekend things, which makes it seem like he's, like... Setting up for them to, like, go out at a later day on the weekend. Uh, once Scott leaves Lucy in the hallway, <laughs> Lucy... Uh, Mary's, like, on the prowl. Yes, Mary's like, who's that? <laughs> Um, side note, we haven't done 90s fashion in a while, or I feel like we haven't. We but, haven't, but this was a good, well, yeah. This was, well, there's a, 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 couple, a few fashion moments in this episode. First one is that uh, Mary <laughs> is wearing a tank top, but over a long sleeve shirt. Um, it's very trendy. It's very trendy. I feel like this is something that a lot of uh, characters on the Disney Channel do, like, uh, girls yeah, on that the was Disney like a Channel. super, like, I feel like... Hannah Montana Lizzie, did it. Like, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, like, on even Stevens, like, Ren probably did it. <laughs> I think it was basically just because, uh, like, for D- Disney the Channel... Bare anyway, arms. Yeah. Were, like, because in High School Musical 2, uh, <laughs> like, they had to wear, like, tankinis. They couldn't, like, none of the, like, women could wear bikinis because it's too scandalous for Disney Channel. So, so I guess 7th Heaven is using the same kind of... <laughs> it's, it's a more conservative... Also, though, it's, like, supposed to be February, so I don't think anybody would be wearing mm, a tank top, a tank top and, around. And, yeah. But it's California. I, yeah, but it still gets, like, cold there, not as, like... I don't know. They have a low tolerance for the cold there. I don't know. I've never been. Anyway. Um, right. But basically, Mary's like, who's that? And Lucy's like, oh, he's coming over to uh, tutor me. He's like, oh, he's... Hot or whatever, the equivalent of... Yeah, because, oh, like, Lucy was like, I don't know, he's a little bit weird. And she was like, oh, but he's hot. So, I don't know, Mary's, like, in love with Scott. Uh, uh, 
The camera then pans to Matt and John. Uh, John is trying to convince Matt to go to a jazz club uh, in the evening with, like, together. Uh, the jazz club is called The Mint, and it's a 21 and over club. So, ooh. So Matt is like, I don't want to go. And John's like, I, go, I get in all the time. Um, don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, then we have, uh, I think, then we go ba- go to the, go to Ruthie, actually. Oh. No, we go to Ruthie first, and then we go to Simon. But Ruthie uh, <laughs> and Lynn are fighting over the substitute teacher, whose name is Mr. Lynn. Um, and I just have to say. Oh, I heard Mr. Lim. Lim. Uh, it was one of, one it of those. Was, it was one of those. Um, I, we can't tell you because IMDb is completely wrong in this episode and doesn't, like, list half the people that are in it and lists wrong people. Yeah. Like, it said that Wilson was in it, and Wilson was not not in this episode. episode. Um, So they both have a crush on uh, Mr. Lin slash Mr. Lim, um, which I, like, had to hand it to Seventh Heaven because they made... You've got this little black girl and this little white girl, like, oh, fawning over their Asian... Substitute teacher. And (laughs) especially because, like, the media does a pretty bad job of, of, uh, like, making it seem like Asian men aren't sexy. Uh, Remember... This cue Steve Harvey's like very horrible joke about this. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'll have to like, look it up. It was it's like very recent, like the last few weeks. Steve Harvey oh. made some really distasteful jokes about like Asian men can't be sexy. Oh well, anyway, they did a really poor job though with their representation though because they got like an, an older. He was like not a young Asian man. He was like probably like in his late. 30s to early 40s. I thought it was late 40s, but... Yeah, like, possibly, like, in in his 40s, and he was, like, not good-looking, so... And this is not, like, general... Like, I'm not making a blanket statement here. It's just, like, he was just, like, weird-looking guy. But, um, that I will say, handed to them for doing that. Um, They tried. But basically, uh, both of these girls think that the substitute teacher is their boyfriend. He's so old. Um, (laughs) I just wish he would have been younger. Um... Either, no matter what, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, having a crush on a teacher is one thing, but, like, calling said teacher... Oh, yeah, they keep saying, teacher, like, oh, he's my boyfriend. It's like, what? Um, and they the, told him. And then so, finally, we're at the middle school, or the junior high school, or whatever, with Simon. And, the, yeah, and he's, like, talking to Nigel about not wanting to go... No, I don't even think they talk about it. They just both get handed these pieces of paper that are, like, an invitation to this makeout party. It's Jessica Donner's, like, very popular. They, yeah, they don't even say that it's a makeout party. Well, no, like, the invitation doesn't say it's a makeout party, but... They're like, oh, my God, we've been invited to the famous makeout party? What? Uh, and as soon as they get the invite, we have a girl... I'm really excited about this, guys. Come up to Simon, and her name's Laura. But and her name is Xenon. <laughs> it's, it's Kirsten Storms. Uh, you all know her as Xenon, girl from the 21st century. Boom, boom, boom. You make yeah, okay. my heart go zoom. Oh, no, it's zoom, zoom, zoom. You make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. Stop, stop it. Please okay. stop. Well, uh, anyway, Kirsten Storms is also known as being the voice of Bonnie in Kim Possible and Belle from Days of Our Lives and Maxie in General Hospital. I, okay. Um, so, anyway. wait, I don't understand this part either because Nigel is like, who are you going to bring to the makeout party? And I was like, what's the point of the makeout party if you go there? Like, why do they need a party? If they're going with dates, I don't know if you know the. Have you been? If you've been to a makeout party, I've never been to a makeout party. I've never, what? I've never played like spin the bottle or seven minutes in heaven or any of like the things that like high school, like nineties high school tells me like how high school goes. Nope. Well, these this is middle school. Um, well, I didn't do it in middle school either. So okay, um, I don't think that people actually play seven minutes in heaven. Well, they do on television. Yes. 
People in real life do spin the bottle. <laughs> um, so... I, I think I played spin the bottle in college, but, like, ironically. <laughs> okay. I don't know <laughs> how. I don't think yeah. there's an unironic way to play spin the bottle. Um, but... Okay. That's the cold open. That's, that's is it? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh no, well then at the, at the tail end you get the other reverend. You get Reverend Hamilton telling Patricia he wants a boys night or whatever and then she's like, "Oh, you're up to like tell me what you're up to when you won't get in trouble later when I find out any anyway." So, we, like even though there's nothing to really suggest um that like the the revs are doing anything weird it's heavily implied because, like, the wives keep, you know, saying, like, oh, what are you really up to? So, And they do end up being up to something. Of course. So uh, that sets up all of the storylines for you. Um, and I guess we'll get into the episode now. After the cold open, we come back, and it's the Annie in the kitchen baking cookies, where she always is baking cookies or muffins or something other some other delicious treat. Um, and all of the kids parade in one by one. It, but it's not even like an act. It's they one kid comes in or two kids come in at a time and deal with the problems, go upstairs, and then the next one comes in. But we know that they all drove in Matt's car back home together. So why didn't they all enter the house at the same time? Okay. Yeah. So Matt comes in and is like, I'm going out with John tonight. There's no that's that's like the least like yeah. troublesome plot line. Then Mary and Lucy come in together, and Lucy is, like, I don't know, talking about how she wants to do the thing with Keisha. So, and um, Annie says, as long as you go see a G-rated movie, that's fine. And then she asks Mary what her excuse is, and she's like, I'm working on it, like, but I'm not going to the two families there or whatever. And then they go upstairs. Um, oh, when Matt comes in, he tells Annie that, like, Simon is acting weirder than, weird, and she's, like, weirder than usual, and he's, like, way weirder. So then Simon comes in, and he... Is I don't understand why he's acting strange. I guess he doesn't want to go to the makeout party. He's pretty distraught, nervous, anxious about the makeout party. Has a very strange conversation with his mother where he's like, it's up to you if I should go. I'll do what you want. And his mom, who doesn't understand what's going on, is just like, you can go. If you want to go, then go, yeah. And he's like, thank you, mother. And then walks away. And finally, you have Ruthie coming in. And Ruthie starts the conversation with a bang going, did you ever have to fight? with a uh, fight over dad or something like that. Did, did, was uh, there anyone else who, like, I don't know, also liked daddy when you were trying to, um, I don't know, capture his love? <laughs> <laughs> and there was apparently a girl named Rhonda, but appar- and Rhonda was very pretty, but Rhonda was also very mean. Um, and, but obviously Annie won over Rhonda. So, yes. The, base, the same thing happens on the other side uh, at the Hamilton household, where all the kids are parading in and are, like, giving their excuses for what they want to be doing. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's it. That's uh, it. So but everybody gets what they want. Um, and uh, gets but Annie. Oh, Annie. Oh, Ruthie says she doesn't want to go out with uh, Patricia and um, Lynn. Lynn. Uh, but Annie... Oh, because she's like, oh, we're not friends anymore. And Annie's like, no, you're, like, you're going out with us. So... There's that. So um, then, um, I believe the next thing that really happens is, is that Scott comes over. Yeah, Scott and Lucy <laughs> and and Mary pounces. Yeah, she's like, just like staring at him. Mary, and then, yeah, she's sta- she's making eyebrows at him and then eyes at him. And then Lucy, so like she sends him into the love den for her to be tutored, and then Lucy tells Mary like, "Oh, he's 14." Um, and like, I don't c- cool your paws or something. Yeah, I don't under- but I don't understand. 
they keep repeating this, and, like, Mary seems undeterred, but we'll get back to that. Yeah, so... Actually, uh, we can just continue. Yeah, so then eventually Mary is, like, in the kitchen getting, a, like, a drink or something, and then... She's um, cleaning out the dishwasher. Okay, yeah, and then Scott comes in, and he asks her for a glass. So Mary gives one over, um, and... He's like, I have to be honest, I only wanted to come... I only wanted to, like, tutor Lucy because I wanted to, like, talk to you or be alone with you. Um, Mary's like, ooh, really? Yeah, and she's like, do you want to... He's like, oh, do you want to go out tonight or whatever? And Mary says, like, oh, you're 14, even though, like, a second ago she was, like, kind of falling over herself for this man. And Man-child. And then they decide that they're going to go to the movies and that... Um, she, Mary is going to meet him there because... And we get the idea that Mary's embarrassed by the fact that she's going out with this guy that's like a year young, or like two years maybe younger he's than... a year younger than yeah. her. Um, and so he's like, because he's like, oh, my parents can take us or... Um, Your parents, like, yeah. yeah. something. He's like, no, 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 we'll meet each other. So we already get the beginnings of... I don't know, Mary's embarrassment or shame. <laughs> Mary's shame about me going out with a guy that's younger than her. Uh, and then Matt, so then Scott, oh, oh he, well, she kind of explained, she's like, oh, I don't want Lucy to know, um, which I guess is like a legitimate thing because even though Lucy isn't interested in this guy, she would probably still get angry about this. Oh, yeah, she would be like, you, I didn't even know there was potential there. Yeah. yeah. She'd probably freak out. Um, so then... Oh, because Matt comes down and, and Mary's like, oh, you have to give me a ride to the movies. And apparently Keisha can drive. So Matt was like, why don't you just have go with Keisha and Lucy who are going to the movies? Um, and then Matt's like, oh, why don't you want Lucy to know what you're up to? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, resolved. Because Matt is Matt and John are already taking Simon and Nigel to the makeout party. So he agrees to take Mary to the movies. We then learn uh, what exactly the, uh, the, the reverends are up to. So uh, as we knew from last year's or last season's Valentine's Day episode, uh, Patricia's ex-husband, Kevin, calls her every Valentine's Day to wish her happy Valentine's Day. And this starts a fight between the Hamilton um, heads of household every year. Heads of households? <laughs> um, the parents. The, I couldn't think of the word. Morgan and Patricia. Couldn't think of the word. Jesus. Um <laughs> So, Reverend Hamilton has this idea of meeting uh, Kevin at the pool hall and, like, giving him a piece of his mind because he doesn't want this happening ever again. Like, they haven't been married for years, uh, and he shouldn't be calling Patricia every Valentine's Day. So, um, they're, like, sneaking around, going to go do that. And then I have... Well, also, we find out that this, this was all spurred because apparently... This episode takes place like a week after Valentine's Day, so I was disappointed to realize that um, Seventh Heaven skipped a Valentine's Day episode because they usually hold those in pretty high esteem, but um, I know for a fact what happens in the season three Valentine's Day episode, and I know that it is never skipped after that, so... um, Because it becomes a pretty important, stupid plot point. Um, So... So then we go to the movie theater, I think, right? Right. Keisha and Lucy... 
are at the movie theater, and Keisha's like, I have a surprise for you. And the surprise is a boy, so Lucy is obviously very happy. And his name is Brian Dunn, and, and he's in Lucy. He's in Lucy's English lit class. So th- I'm just gonna bring this up because I don't think we brought this up already. Um, if you all remember, Keisha is 100 percent older than Lucy. We th- we're thinking. I think she might even be a year older than Mary at this point because yeah. she's driving, and Mary is not driving. Right. So. And Keisha um, has chosen to hang out or uh, and use Lucy as her cover and set Lucy up on a date with a guy in her English lit class, which then presumes that this kid who she's, like, set this date up uh, with is, what, like, two or three years younger than... two year, At least two years younger yeah, than... Yeah, two years younger than her. But also, uh, like, even if it was, like, all right, we can kind of say, like, oh, it might not have been, like, Keisha who set it up. She might have, like, asked... Rick to bring someone, but also Rick looks so much older than Keisha. Yeah. Than like so, <laughs> I don't know where they found this guy Brian or how they knew that he might know Lucy. But then Lucy is like, "Oh, did he know I was coming, or did he think it was gonna be like is it a surprise a weird, blind yeah, date? Yeah, surprise blind date." And like Keisha's like, "Oh no, he knew." So presumably this guy wants to be on this date with Lucy. I don't know why, but. So there's that. And before, as they're walking in, they have to... Oh, when they come up with this grand plan to see um, th- an animation movie. It's a Looney Tunes movie. So that... I think it's the same movie that was playing like a year ago on <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> but uh, they are like, oh, that way n- word will never get back to our parents about what we were really doing. So, of course, the, so they go and see... Um, the Looney Tunes movie, and while they are walking into the theater, Brian and Lucy are like holding hands, like they've known each other. All the they, like, they, like you said, they haven't even spoken. They're just like they're, they're, Brian just says one thing to her, which is, "I hope you don't mind that I'm the one that's here." And Lucy's like, "No, I don't." And that was it. And that's the only conversation they have the entire episode. And they walk in holding hands, and then as the episode progresses, more things happen. Um, um, I don't know if this happens. Oh no! It's uh, so then. I'm pretty sure we're in the like in the car with yes. Simon, Nigel, Mary, yep. John, and Matt, and they are dropping off. Um, well, Simon and Nigel at the at the makeout party, and Mary's like, "Oh, open the window! It stinks because Simon and Nigel have bathed themselves in aftershave." And then Matt and John are cracking up about it, and like they kind of like let Mary in on the fact that they're going to a makeout party, and then. Mary scolds them, and Simon is like, just because you waited until you were old doesn't mean, doesn't mean we shouldn't kiss while we're on our prime. They get there. Um, they're like, is it, you know, they ring the doorbell, and then they're like, oh, should we turn back now? Whatever, stupid banter. Um, and they go in, and we'll get back to that in a sec. Uh, then we have Mary being dropped off. Uh, Mary makes another bold fashion choice here by... <laughs> She's wearing, like, a duster. <laughs> um, but beyond that, uh, I know... Do you guys remember in the 90s? Oh, oh I know where you're going with this now. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered. Um, where, like, you had the zigzag parts. Um, Mary does that, except it's only one it's zig. It's, like incomplete. Yeah, yeah, it's like a zig, and there's no zag. It's really just, like, a crooked... Like, yeah. she, like, didn't... All right, so... But she meets up with... Um, Scott, uh, they he does not have ID, so they can't watch the other movie, there which is only, called Love Doesn't Matter. <laughs> there are three movies playing, so they wait three movies playing, and like there's only like the G-rated cartoon movie. Then there's Love Doesn't Matter, which is apparently like R because he's he's fourteen, he can see a PG thirteen movie. Um, 
And so they're forced to see the cartoon movie. Uh, because hijinks. So now <laughs> because we have, guess who's in the cartoon movie? So now we have a setup of Mary being in the cartoon movie, Lucy and Keisha also being in the cartoon movie. Uh, then we'll go, I guess, to Ruthie now. Um, <laughs> Ruthie, Lynn, Patricia, and Annie are all at a restaurant. It, I think it's this called is in the, the Shack. It was the, called The Shack. The Shack, uh, we, uh, where they are presumably getting ready to eat. Um, no, they're done eating. Oh, they're done eating. Because oh, Ruthie yeah. still has her coat on, and Annie says, Ruthie, you've had your coat on the entire time we've been eating, and you got food all over it. Please give it to me so I can get all of the food off of it before it sets and stains. So Ruthie <laughs> takes off her coat and reveals that she's gone through puberty. Yes, she has stuffed her bra. I don't know where she got a bra that she fit got, her. She got a bra, and then she stuffed a bra <laughs> to give herself a more... She's very mature. Yeah. A, a more mature look, I believe, is what she says. Because she wants... Be, because she wants her old teacher to notice her. And Lynn is pissed off. She's like, you're just trying to steal my boyfriend. She said, oh, no, she's like, she's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, then... Oh, wait, so, like, Annie, like, scolds her, but then for, until the end of the episode, she still got, like, this stuffed bra on. So. Like, well, I, if I was Ruthie's mother, She's, I would make her take off, ev- like, all of this. Yes. Like, why, why are they encouraging this kind of behavior? Ruthie is presumably only six, seven? Yes, she's, like, six, I guess. Um, um, I guess we'll go to the last child uh, before we get to the pool hall. Uh, so... Matt and John are now inside the mint. Uh, <laughs> There's only one, Oh, wait, no, it, it kind of cuts back. But um, And as soon as they, like, they get a table, and then this guy was like, oh, this guy who are, works there is he's like... He's like, are you ready? And um, Matt's like, what? And he's like, you'll see, you'll see. And then John... And then they introduce John to come on stage and sing, and they're like, he just got offered a record deal, like, last week. Um, so he goes up and he sings a song called Answers, which is actually written by the actor that plays John Hamilton and also yes. performed by him. Uh, and we have this I just scene. Wrote, I just have written down, very gay. Yes. So, Erin in the past has accused me of reading too much into homoerotic undertones. No, no, no. It's been real the past few times. Because um, the first, like, five episodes, you were, like, really stretching it. But this was very real. Um, so he's singing this song. And he's, and looking, sh- <laughs> he's looking straight at Matt. And then we had this very slow, like, zoom in on Matt. And he and just looks totally infatuated. Yeah, Matt's just, like, has hard eyes at John. And it, it's zooming in. And he's, like, looking up. And he's, like, kind of starstruck and, like, fond. <laughs> and then it goes back to John, who's singing. And now he's, like, kind of singing t- even more towards Matt. And I just kept on, I wrote, gay, 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 gay. Well, it basically, it looks like it's a scene from, like, a rom-com where, like... Where, like, they just realize that they love each, each other. other. Yeah. Or, like, they're seeing each... Or, like, it's a meet-cute, meet-cute, and they're seeing each other for the first time. Like, this talented jazz singer and this uh, jazz patron. Yes. Um, it was it was there this time. Uh so after the singing's done, um, we're, I'll just we'll just talk about this now. I well, guess. Yeah, we can wrap it up because they're talking about. Well, it kind of has to do with the reverends too. In the separate scene, the reverends are having a conversation about John and Matt going to college and about how um, you know Reverend Hamilton wants um, John to go to Tuskegee, and the rev is just like, "Oh, it's so hard to stand by and watch Matt make a decision." Like, like, as big as this without being able to do anything about it. So they're just talking about how college is expensive. They prefer for their 
kids to stay in, uh, state. stay in state. And then also the Reverend Hamilton says that he knows that John has been offered a recording contract, but John has not yet told his parents because they he, John is under the impression that his parents don't know that he goes and sings at the jazz club like every week, but apparently they know and they just don't care. So um, back to... The jazz club, after the singing's over, uh, they have a very, like, not natural conversation where John asks Matt to be there when he confesses to his father that he doesn't want to go to school and he instead wants to take the record deal and work on his music. And Matt's like, I don't want to be in the state when this happens, uh, let alone in the room. And he's like, I can't believe that you, like, are, like, trying to use me like this or something. And he's like, oh, I thought you could vouch for my talent. They've only heard me at church. They're not going to understand... Blah, blah, blah. And but this conversation ends very abruptly because they just stop talking to each other. It's like because he's like, I for one, I thought you would understand and you would back me up. And Matt like just sits there quietly. <laughs> yeah. And they're like not. I don't know, because later on, they don't seem angry at each, each other. other. Yeah, they're just exactly. fine. So then um, we have the Rebs who, as we've kind of just said, they're at the pool hall and they're make. I think this is kind of like in like cut between different scenes, but we can just kind of wipe it out here where it shows them at the pool hall. They're waiting for Kevin, and they're like, "Oh, he's he's not going to show." And then they have the conversation about the boys in college, um, and um, as uh, the the Reverend Hamilton wins the pool game, and they start they're a rematch. like ready to leave. No, they start a rematch because oh. he's uh, like tape, he's doing the thing with the triangle and putting the balls back together. Um, I don't know what that's racking called. Them. Racking them, exactly. And as soon uh, while that's happening, a man in a wheelchair rolls to them and turns to Reverend Hamilton and goes, "Are you the Reverend Hamilton?" And Morgan goes, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm Kevin." Uh, Kevin is in a wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> and he's that's a man in a wheelchair. Yeah, yes. which is like the thing that shocks uh, Reverend Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, because this whole time leading up to this, he's like, "I don't know how I'm gonna like control myself from like fighting him and stuff." Um, so then, like, he's, like, shocked because he's in a wheelchair. So uh, well, we'll go back to the party um, at Jessica's house. Where um, it's crazy and kids are, oh, well, no. It starts the, out All with the lights like, are on and all the, it's like a middle school dance. Like, all the girls are in one corner and then, like, the, the boys are, like, sitting all by themselves. And then the girl, the popular girl whose house it is, goes over to her parents who have apparently been standing watching all of these kids the entire time, and says, like, oh, you said you would go upstairs. So then they go upstairs, and then she like, someone goes, the coast is clear, which signals that they dim the lights, and then they, like, put on slow jams. Uh, and then ev- all, all of the boys and girls pair off and start slow dancing, leaving enough room for this Holy Spirit. Um, Simon da- starts dancing with uh, Kirsten. Xenon. Yeah, her name's Laura in this episode. Uh, and Nigel also has a lady friend that he's dancing with. So we can wrap this up, too, because at this point they cut away and they go to a different scene. But this all ends, and when it comes back, they say, okay, we're going to play Seven Minutes in Heaven. Well, what she does is flicks the li- lights on and off as, like, a signal to all of the dancing couples. Like it's about to start. <laughs> And like it's time for seven minutes in heaven. Uh, Laura volunteers her and Simon to go first. They go into the closet and they start talking about like comic books. Yeah, the tick. And Laura's like a cool girl, and she knows all about. She's like met the creator of the tick, and she has a signed, a comic book that's signed by him. And Simon's gonna come over and like look at it one day. But 
then Simon's like, I know you think I'm experienced. Um, Which is why you asked me to come. And uh, there's apparently rumors that a certain Doug Peterson started about Laura's character uh, that Laura makes out with a lot of guys at these makeout parties. But apparently Laura's never been kissed. Um, yeah. And she just goes into the closet and talks about uh, the take with people. So what she does is go to, she's gone through all these makeup parties, uh, sees if any of these guys know about the tick. Clearly none of them do because she's not going out with any of them, but she finds the guy that does, and it's Simon. So so then they're like, so they decide that they're going to kiss. Like, Laura's like, all right, this is fine. Um, and then as they're about to, you hear Nigel knocking on the door, and he's like, Simon, you're going to, like, you want to get out here? So then, of course... Um, Simon's like, no, I'm not coming out now. And then, of course, when he leans in to kiss Laura, the girl, Jessica, or whatever, her Jennifer. Jessica. Her father opens the, the door and then, like, is like, obviously Simon is, knows he's in trouble. But that's the thing. Simon has such a strange reaction to the scene where, like, if a regular, like, Simon, I feel like regularly, if, like, a, uh, adult figure opened the door and saw him doing something wrong. He like, would say, like, he'd have, like, something to say to them. Yeah, or, like, there would be shock on his face or, like, some sort of, like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. But instead he's just like, hi! And, like, he's smiling. <laughs> yes. I guess because he's Maybe so he's ha- excited. Yeah, he's so happy he just got his first kiss. Uh, speaking of first kisses... Um, oh, I also just heard that Simon and this girl look related. Xenon and Simon <laughs> looked like they could have been related, especially when they were in the closet and the lights were out. I was like, they look like the same person And they right basically now. have the same hairstyle going on because yes. Simon still hasn't cut his hair. Um, so, as I said, speaking of first kisses, another character, another Camden who hasn't gotten their first kiss yet is Lucy. But don't worry, because it happens. Um, <laughs> well, it cuts to the movie, and I think... Mary and her date are already sitting there. Like, they didn't see that uh, Lucy and Keisha were there. And then um, at the end of the dinner scene with Patricia, Annie, and Ruthie and Lynn, they say, like, okay, we're going to go. We're, we're going to, like, we're t- treating you girls to a movie. We're going to go see the cartoon movie for hijinks. Um, so while Keisha and her and Rick are, like, making out, and then Lucy and Brian are, like, making out. Well, Lucy, first Brian, like, puts his arm around her, then then he kisses his ch- her, her cheek. And then she leans like, her head on his shoulder, And yeah. then when we get back to the scene, everybody's making out with each other. Except yes. for, obviously, Mary and Scott. Scott tries to put his arm around Mary, but he's like, she's like, you're 14. And both Aaron and I were like, then why are you here, yeah, Mary? I don't know. If she was going to make this so weird, I don't know why she even went out with him at all. But, uh, so then... Uh, Annie, Annie, Patricia, and the two girls come in, and they take a seat, uh, two or three rows behind the uh, making out pair, Lucy and Keisha, and then um, some. It cuts away, yeah, but then back to the revs where they are like. This is so stupid, but we can wrap this up. Yeah, they're like Kevin is like, oh, I've always, you know, I'm sorry. Um, Well, the. He explains that he was paralyzed after he was no. he was drafted. I don't know what happened. He, he was drafted and he went to Vietnam, and now he got injured while he was um, in Vietnam. And, and that's why he's in the wheelchair now. And he's married. With, uh, he's adopted uh, his new wife's kids, and Patricia doesn't know about um, the fact that he's now in uh, now in a wheelchair, and that's why he hasn't come by because he doesn't want Patricia to see him like this. So they. Uh, like the Reverend Hamilton is like, well, you could have stopped by our house anytime, whatever. Um, and then Kevin is like, how about tonight? I'm free tonight. Why don't I come over? And the Reverends realize they're kind of in like 
you know, this is a bad situation. In hot water. Because they didn't want uh, Annie or Patricia to know what they were doing. But it would be weird to tell Kevin that. So they're like, oh, yeah, sure, come over tonight. So back to the movie theater, uh, the people that were in between the mothers and Annie uh, and Lucy and Keisha leave uh, during the middle of the movie, probably because they're annoyed because these people are making out in front of them uh, during like a Looney Tunes movie, um, <laughs> because that's what's happening. Um, and then, well, then um, Ruthie and Lynn see this happening and they are like giggling. Mocking, they're kind of like mocking the whole situation, and then. Uh, Patricia says, uh, if I saw my daughter making out in a theater like that, I'd send her to a convent. And then um, Keisha, like, comes up for air and, like, kind of sits back a little bit further so you can see, like, her profile. And um, Patricia stands up in the movie theater and she's like, Keisha? And then Lucy turns around and... um, Annie realizes that it's Lucy. She's looking right at her. And then (laughs) Mary sees them because she's sitting behind all of them. And she's like, oh, shit, it's my mom. But, like, the most important thing about this scene (laughs) is that it all matches up with the soundtrack and, like, the the noises in the Looney Tunes episode. So you know how, like, Looney Tunes cartoons have, like... A lot of sound effects. Like, that match up with, like, somebody getting hit over the head or, like, something, like, funny happening. So, like, there was, like, a sound effect that matches matches perfectly with, like, (laughs) Annie does this weird thing with her face where she's like, what? (laughs) And, like... (laughs) And there's other. And then, like when Mary like kind of like lowers herself in her seat, she like does it like in like to the rhythm of like yeah. the, the sound. Uh, I can't. I feel like maybe we'll put this on our Instagram. We already know that we're gonna put the the John singing to Matt oh, on oh, yes. Instagram, but I don't know if this will go. Uh, we'll see. But it would have been perfect for Vine. R R I P Vine. Rip. Um, uh, so. Every, yeah. So they they get busted and like the the mothers drag Lucy and Keisha out of the theater, but they never see Mary, so she's like still safe. Um, they get home and uh, Lucy, I don't even think that Mary ever told Annie where she was no, going. Yeah. <laughs> like she didn't need to. She told Matt she was going to the movie with some friends, um, but like who even like the parents aren't have no idea where Mary's supposed to be during all of this. Lucy, um, Lucy gets house probation for three months, which means she, I'm, I'm assuming that's house arrest. I don't understand what the difference. Well, it sounds like if she's like well behaved, that she could like earn privileges. It seems like like probation. She's able to you know, mm. as long as she like contributes, she might be able to like take some time off her sentence. But uh, Keisha also gets in trouble. Uh, they get sent to their rooms. Um, I don't know. So oh, then I think uh, Simon and Nigel get picked up by Matt and John. And then Simon's like tells Matt that he got busted, and he's like, "Oh, do you think they'll call mom and dad?" Um, and then so then, he's worried about that. Then Matt and John have a conversation after they've dropped off uh, Nigel and Simon home because they're going to go back and pick up Mary from the movie theater. Uh, they have a conversation just about how they both don't want to. Um, live at home uh, because they just can't, like, take it anymore. They hope they both get, like, out-of-state college acceptances. We learn that, actually, John has gotten early acceptance as at T- Tuskegee. Um, I don't under- remember what the end of this conversation was, but I think it very much they leads into, about, like... I don't know. They talk about how... Well, Matt is like, oh, why don't you go to Tuskegee and work on your music from there? And he's like, I really can't because this is a local record company that's given me the deal. 
Um, so you like, I'll go to a local school. Yeah, go to a local school so you can go to school and work on uh, your kind of your, your music career at the same time. So that's kind of, I guess, how it gets resolved. Um, but John basically ends it with like, well, I don't really want to go to a local school because then I'd have to live at home. So they pick up Mary, and they see that Mary's on a date, was on a date with this 14-year-old Scott. Which I still don't know, like, how they even know that, because they are seniors, and he's, like, a freshman, so. Uh, Scott tries to kiss Mary goodbye. (laughs) And she gives him a handshake. Uh, And she's like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And he's like, okay. Um, And then his parents are very old. I don't know. (laughs) And they, like, they want to wave at her and, like, be like, we want to see the girl that took our son out on a date. Uh, Mary's very like embarrassed by the whole thing. I don't. I, this is again, so very stupid. We like the Mar- thi- Mary's. Mary didn't really need to be given. Like Mary should have just been thrown in with Lucy and Keisha. No, what should have happened is Lucy should have gone on the date with Scott and had like an awkward time, and Mary should have gone on the date with uh, Ke- with Keisha and Rick. Like, why? I don't know why they did this weird thing where Lucy and Keisha are like BFFs. I don't know. It's funny though because Lucy got in trouble. I'm happy Lucy. Yeah, got in trouble. Lucy got Lucy got <laughs> in trouble. So. Um. Then basically the end of the episode is very much everybody else getting scolded. So I'm not going to say this in any order, uh, but there was one thing. Okay, so the, Matt, when Matt and John get home, they like go to like yell at Lucy and Keisha because they find out what happened because everybody knows what everyone was doing this night, um, and they say like, "Oh, you want to get a bad reputation before you even start dating?" Which again, I still don't understand what Lucy's been doing that she hasn't been dating people, and also just the way they were like, "You're going to get a bad reputation." And they're like, we know how guys, it was back to that, yeah. like, we know how guys think, and they all talk to each other, and they're all going to tell everyone that you were making out at the Looney Tunes movie. And even if you weren't making out at the Looney Tunes movie, they were going to, like, make up make up stuff, because that's what guys do. And I'm like, okay, not but all But that's men. their fault, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, uh, there was a lot of Ocean Spray product placement. My, these are just my end of notes. <laughs> oh, there was a Little Mermaid board game you pointed out. Yes, that was in the closet at the... Um, at the seven minutes in heaven party. Um, the fathers also like, uh, yell at, um, Simon and Nigel about the makeout party. Um, oh, because the, the, the father of the girl does call the parents. So there's that. The wives scold their husbands, uh, about Kevin. Um, Kevin sees Patricia again, and it's, like, beautiful, I guess. Um, <laughs> We're never going to see him again. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Mary gets on Simon and Nigel's case about the makeup party, but then Simon gets on Mary's case about, like, going on a date with a, with a 14-year-old because Scott calls the house right after the date. And this is just how, like, I honestly don't even know what else happens because it just ends. No, that's, this like, is it. yeah. This oh, is- and the parent, oh, for some reason Lucy and Keisha are like, let's not tell the dads what we were doing. But then the, the reverends are, like, at um, Lucy and Mary's bedroom door and they're, like, eavesdropping on um, John and Matt yelling at Lucy and Keisha. Um, and then they're like, when were you going to tell us our daughters were making out at the movie theater? Um, and then they, I don't know, they're like, oh, and when are we going to talk to about talk to John and Matt about college? And then the wives are like, we should let John and Matt talk to each other about college. And that's how it ends. That's it. <laughs> As we said, there's no resolution to this episode whatsoever. Just hijinks. Yeah, it, it literally is just hijinks. This was the ultimate hijinks episode. Was. Everything was introduced just to create issues. And then we never see any of these people again. We're never going to see Xenon again. We're never going to see Rick, Scott or Brian. Rick. 
or Brian or there was someone else who they kind of oh Kevin like or Mr. Lim slash Lynn yeah like this is all mm. another filler episode I guess the end here um, Ruthie and Lynn are friends again because Ruthie helps Lynn stuff her bra also that too there's more bra stuffing mm. of the six year olds uh, so that was it Sorry, it wasn't better. Um, what are you going to give this one, Aaron? Oh, cheap, like a two. Um, I think I'll give it like a three. Actually, I've given worse episodes better ratings, so... I'm going to give this like a three, maybe a 3.5. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Solid three. Um, 3.5, 0.5 purely for the well, gay it, scene. <laughs> a lot of it that, like... It, it wasn't like like I wasn't finding myself like not entertained or like uh, yeah, unamused, yeah. but I just at the end of it was like why? Well, yeah, exactly. Why did this exactly happen? Why am I supposed to care about any of this? Um, uh, so catch some top notch screenshots and videos from this episode on our Instagram at Camden Cast Show. Um, follow us on Twitter for updates at also at Camden Cast Show, and then like us on Facebook. And of course, most importantly, listen, subscribe, rate, and review through iTunes. Ooh, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi, and this was Camden Cast. When I see their happy faces smiling back at